Usually, when I talk to other photographers about using the phone or about handling in-session, sorry, in-person sessions, um, either with other vendors or with clients, um, the usual pushback that I get is that one of the reasons why they don't like to hop on the phone or uh, schedule an in-person meeting is, number one, they don't know what to say, and then, number two, I get that... Um, I get the usual pushback that they don't want to go through all the hassle if you're not dealing with a serious buyer. That's the like the Abuja slang. So if the person is not a serious buyer or a serious person, they don't want to bother with hopping on the phone uh, with them. So first of all, they don't know what to say. The second thing, they only want to get on the conversation if they know that this is a serious person. Now, I've said repeatedly on the podcast that this whole thing about uh, this person is a serious bride, this person is a serious groom, don't mind them, they're on serious, um, that it's, um, it's a matter of qualification. In uh, sales circles, in the discipline of personal selling, qualification is the process that we go through to try and sort out people who we are talking to at the moment, to sort the serious from the unserious, as Abuja people like to say. Or if you're going to look at it in uh, traditional sales terminology, you sort out the qualified from the unqualified people. So qualified people are people who you've asked a bunch of questions and so you know that they are worth spending some more time with to see if they're going to buy or if you can move them along in the process. And unqualified people, well, I guess the, the term pretty much speaks for itself. If they're unqualified, then they are not qualified enough for you to spend any more time with and you're better off um, getting them out of your cadence, no point in following up or uh, referring them along to other people who might be able to help them. That is also a very good viable strategy that you can use um, for growing your business. Because sometimes it's possible that these people can afford your service as a photographer or as a wedding planner, but you don't provide the kind of services that they are looking for, or maybe you think it's going to be too much hassle at the price point that they're pushing for. So you refer them off to um, someone else. It's a good way of expanding your influence or for people who do these kinds of things and collect a kickback on the side. It might not be a bad way to um, grease your pockets and make sure that you are not negative on the interaction. Okay, sorry, forgive me, I have the sniffles, but because I'm dedicated to you guys, or rather because I'm trying to be dedicated to you guys, I've decided to go ahead with today's recording anyway. Okay, now the pushback that I get in these kind of situations when I'm talking to other photographers and other people in the wedding and event industry um, space that's the reason why I decided that it's nice, it would be nice to have a series of um, topics over here on the podcast on conversation outlines. Because conversations are less scary, whether phone conversations or in-person conversations, they're a whole lot less scary once you have a framework, once there's something that you can latch onto that says, this is how we ought to conduct the conversation, these are the key things that we're looking out for, and this is what we're aiming to get um, out of the interaction. So once you have a conversation um, outline, these fears are easy to deal with. I don't want to get on the phone because I don't know what to say. I have a conversation outline, so I guess it's not so scary anymore because there's a map that shows exactly where it is that I'm going. 
And if your concern is, I don't want to hop on the phone or schedule a meeting because I want to be sure that these people are absolutely serious, then the outline or the framework or the uh, agenda shows you the kind of questions to ask and the processes that we need to go through to sort out the qualified from the unqualified, the serious from the unserious, and then you know where to invest your time. Now, like I said in the uh, other recordings, when we discussed the uh, five whys, the who, what, why, where, how, and when, uh, and Pogo, and then the three whys, if this is your first time of listening to the podcast, you just skip back three or four episodes and you'll be able to uh, learn about the other conversation frameworks that I have discussed before uh, today. So um, today, uh, sorry, where was I? Gosh, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, bottom line is um, I already pointed out um, when we discussed the other conversation frameworks, that that's the idea um, basically if you have these things as a simple crutch it reduces the mental and cognitive load you're not scared and you have an idea of where it is that you're going to go so um, we've done five minutes on the intro I might as well hop straight into the framework that we have for today now the reason why I started off this recording talking about my experience with other photographers is because typically when I have these sorts of conversations with uh, photographers this is well i don't know why but maybe it's because it's something that i used myself when i was trying to get um, a hand of um, using the phone and structuring meetings and things like that this is something that um, helped me immensely and so maybe that's the reason why when i'm speaking to other photographers i just go straight to this now it's something from grant cardone and cardone is someone um, in the real estate space he started off in car sales but right now he owns a real estate syndication business but the growth of his business of his businesses because he has other businesses uh, can be attributed to his uh, knowledge in sales and of course he also runs a sales training company um, i think it's cardone solutions or something like that but he also has Cardone U, that is Cardone University, and it has some really cool stuff there. Um, it's a it's an online module that runs you through um, the the fundamentals of sales and sales techniques and things of that nature. But anyway, the framework that I'm going to share with you today, uh, I don't think it's part of the stuff on Cardone U. I looked through a couple of videos on Cardone U. I didn't come across with this, but it's something that I came across. Um, his um, earlier material that he had put out over on the internet because uh, Cardone, just like uh, Tracy Ziegler and the others, have been putting out videos videos for a very long time, um, decades. I mean, these people, you can find videos that go uh, 10 years back, 10, 15, maybe 20 years, especially if you're going to consider uh, Zig Ziglar, the late Zig Ziglar. So, um, yeah, so in the... And some of the videos where Grant Cardone talks about using the phone, he discusses different frameworks, and this is one of them that uh, resonated with me and I have used to um, great success. And it's um, there's no acronym for this, so if you're writing, I'm going to slow it down. So the first step, greeting. The second step, intent. Next, the question. After that, the proposal or the presentation, and then 
the close. So I'm going to repeat it again. This conversation framework goes like this. First the greeting, then the intent, then the question, then your proposal or presentation, and then you close. And now I'm going to walk you through what each of the elements mean. Now for greeting, obviously we can't just pick up the phone and then launch straight into the conversation. You have to greet the person. How should you greet the person? That depends according to the context, according to the time, according to uh, the social relationship. So it depends. But bottom line is, you're supposed to be aiming for being appropriate when you make the greetings. Oh, sorry about all that noise in the background. Uh, maybe there's a fire in the neighborhood. We have fire engines um, just running all over the place. Okay, well, hopefully nobody's going to get hurt by all this. Okay, so back to the recording. So the greeting has to be um, appropriate. And so um, it depends. Uh, so typically, uh, depending on who I'm talking to, um, yeah, I just go straight up, uh, you know, good morning. Or if it's someone that I've had um, relationships, um, contact with uh, before. Uh, okay, let's say, uh, for instance, my um, the guy that I do most of my fulfillment with that's making my albums and uh, stuff like that. He's an IT guy. He owns his own outfit. It's called a Glow Studios. Uh, because he's an enterprising chap, you know, I just call him uh, Obwefi. So if I'm speaking to Chidi, I'm like, hey, Obwefi, how far? And then we launch straight into the conversation. Which is not to say that that's how you should answer all your conversations, to start all your phone conversations. But the bottom line that I'm trying to make is that the appropriate greeting is going to depend, is going to differ according to who are you talking to? Have you guys spoken before? Do you know each other? What is the context? Is this an older Yoruba gentleman? Or is this a... Um, okay, I don't know why I came up with the Yoruba thing. Um, but anyway, the bottom line is... Uh, there, there are lots of things that you have to take into account, but what you should be aiming for is an appropriate greeting. Okay, and so after the greeting, um, we'll move into the intent, and that is where you say the reason for your call. Now, the reason why it's good to move straight into your intent is because people are very busy these days, and people don't like waffling um, on the phone. So if you get me on the phone, uh, the quicker you can get straight to the point, the better. Now, of course, this also depends on whatever um, uh, context, cultural context that you're in, because in uh, some cultures, for instance, like if you're dealing with uh, older thief men, it might be inappropriate or rude to just head straight into your intent for the call. It would help to do some uh, background, um, gosh, what would I call them? There are some basic questions that uh, some cultures have as a as a mark of um, politeness, the whole thing of um, how's the family, um, how are the kids, uh, you know, whatever. But these things all depend on who it is that you're speaking to. But since we are in the wedding space and typically we're going to be uh, speaking to uh, the bride or the groom and they're probably going to be the same age as us, that's probably, you know, between 20s, you know, between 20 uh, to 40 I think we can easily dispense with this whole, how is mommy, how is daddy, um, how is this person, how is that person. Uh, maybe when we're dealing with much more older people, depending on the uh, cultural context. So if you're dealing with middle belt people, all that uh, preamble uh, might have to be 
uh, might have to be there. And I think if you're dealing with northern people, you know, that preamble might have to be there as well. You know, the whole Kwanabiyu, uh, uh, long time, uh, you know, yeah, house the family and um, all of that. But uh, for more modern situations, after you the appropriate greeting, you just head straight to the intent. And if you don't know how to head straight to the intent, a usual way of going about it is to say, you know, the reason for my call is, and then get straight to the point. Or if you think that is too formal or too direct, you can think of um, a way of getting to the intent that uh, suits your style. Now, the part about the question is you need to ask questions about the whole situation to be sure that your understanding is correct and that all your assumptions check out. This stage is really important because if you make a proposal or a presentation about the way forward, but you've gotten your key assumptions wrong, then you're going to create some antagonism over uh, on the phone because you're being too... Um, you're being too... Because then you'll be being too uh, forward. You'll, you'll be pushy. You'll be perceived as pushy. And that is the last thing that we want to happen when we're talking to people over on the phone or when we're having a meeting, an in-person meeting. Because it's really going to be bad if we finally secure that meeting with the bride and then we just uh, get there, sit down, and then just blaze through our proposal, our presentation. These are my prices. These are my packages, blah, blah, blah. And we haven't even asked some basic questions. So for a wedding planner, you haven't even asked the questions to see what her ideal vision is for the day and to see how, uh, for instance, they tie into any of the um, packages. It's best to have that conversation over the phone or in person, ask the questions about what her ideal plans for the day um, are, what it is that uh, the vision that her and uh, the family have in mind and the groom's family as well, what it is that they're trying to achieve. And then you just go straight to the part of your proposal or your presentation or whatever scenarios that you can come up with that you think best uh, suits that vision or suits that budget or uh, other key criteria that you're uh, that you're looking at so always ask questions before you launch into your proposal or presentation and of course the next step uh, the proposal or the presentation pretty much speaks for itself you've already said this is the reason why i'm calling and you're going to propose that this is what the next um, course of action is Remember that you have to ask the questions to be sure that you're making the right proposal or the right presentation or the right suggestion or whatever it is that you want to call it in the first place. And we do that before we get to the final point, which is the close. Now, in sales, well, for most people, when they hear close, what they think is collect the money, collect the deposit. But in uh, personal selling, in, uh, in the discipline of uh, personal selling, in a traditional sense, when you say close, it just means to get the person to take action on the next step. So if you guys are at the stage where you're talking about money and you're sure that your proposal or presentation checks out, she loves the ideas that you've been putting forward as the wedding planner or as the wedding photographer, then yes, the close means uh, you now have to pick up the check. But you'll find that even if you're working with this limited definition of what the close is, You'll find that a lot of people skip the close because they don't want to be too pushy. So you greet, you say, ah, this is the reason why I'm calling. Uh, the last time we discussed um, about uh, the marquees and what kind of uh, linen we're going to use. And you just say your proposal and then you keep quiet. 
And then what happens is the bride is going to say what the average person, or at least the average Nigerian says anyway, which is, okay, let me think about it and let me call you back. Now, if you've been in this business for any stretch of time, I'm sure you know that let me think about it and let me call you back. Or let me discuss with my husband, let me call you back. Let me discuss with my wife and let me call you back. Let me discuss with Kunle, let me discuss with grandma and call you back. That is not progress. It sounds like progress at the time, but more often than not, you find that uh, they're just pushing the, um, the decision uh, further down the end of the road. And that's enough time for other things to come up and um, mess up the situation. So if the reason why you called is because you wanted to discuss the choice of marquees and also to discuss the, uh, uh, the choice of the kind of gazebo and the kind of linen that you want to use on the tablecloth, once you make your proposal or your presentation to say, okay, Madam Bride, from what we discussed, I think we should use Hall A. But if Hall A is not suitable, Halls B and C kind of fit the description of what it is that we have discussed. And either of them, A, B or C, will allow us to set up this kind of marquee, uh, sorry, this kind of uh, gazebo uh, that you want with this kind of uh, presentation um, with uh, this kind of decoration styles that we have discussed and i've also spoken to the vendors concerning the linen and these are the options that we have we have option one option two option three these are the prices um, and these are the advantages and uh, blah 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 so once you have laid out everything like that the close just simply means you get the person to take action so for these options that we've looked at for the marquees um i think they're called marquees right that's the the hall where everything happens the you know we wedding photographers just say wedding hall but i think you uh, decorators and um decorators and uh, planners i think you guys call it a marquee so um well if i'm wrong then forgive me shoot me a message tell me what the proper term is uh so that i can well, next time I'm speaking to you, wedding planners and decor people, I can use the proper terms. So once you've laid out these options, that there's marquee A, which is the best, but B and C are also going to work, and these are uh, the prices. Getting them to take the next step is something as simple as, okay, so Madam Bride, which one are we going to go with? Which one are you leaning towards? Which one do you think you guys would prefer? That is... Uh, making a push presently for them to make a decision. And that is the proper way of going about it. Because once you have gotten a nod on what the next step is, it is easier for you to now schedule the next conversation to move the whole process along forward. So if she says, yes, I agree with you, option A is the best, then... You now know as the wedding planner to say, okay, fantastic. I'm glad that you like option A. Remember that that marquee is 1.5 million. Are you going to be paying for that? Or is this something that uh, mom C will pay, uh, pay for? And then she will answer if she knows that, oh, okay, actually it's the groom's family who's going to pay for it. So it's Kunle's mom that is going to uh, pay for this. So you as the wedding planner now know that the next step is to schedule that conversation with Kunle or Kunle's mom so that you can move on to the issue of payment. So you can see how you've made step, uh, made a step forward in the right direction now rather than uh, the bride just saying, uh, you know what, okay, option A, B, C, 
and let me think about it and let me get back to you. Because she'll think about it, something else will happen, she'll forget, and then you call next week and, oh, I forgot, uh, let me call Kunle, and, oh, you know what, uh, I even forgot the details. Can we meet again with uh, Kunle and Kunle's mom, see, so that we can go over everything and, you know, all these um, unnecessary delays that pop up. So, she's right over there with you, face to face, or you guys are over on the phone, and so you ask A, B, C, what do you think, which do you prefer, what do you think is most likely? You get that out of the way, you know that a deposit to secure the haul is the next thing, and then on and on and on. So that essentially is what the close is. The close doesn't always mean collect the deposit. It just means get the person to make a decision. That way, you guys know what the next step is, and you're able to schedule that in. And so you don't have to do this uh, Nigerian thing where you guys call up and say, uh, okay, me, how now? Uh, I just say, make I greet you. You know, that's a lousy way to follow up. I mean, after a while, the bride is going to get pissed. You called her last week just to greet. You called this week. I'm just checking up. Uh, you called next week. You called the week after. You say, I just wanted to find out how far. I mean, people find these things irritating. They have busy lives. They have a lot of things on their mind. They're talking to 13 other uh, or maybe 20 other wedding vendors. So it's a hassle if you guys keep calling to greet, to say how far, to uh, check up. I mean, you call and say how far. And of course, the bride is thinking, how far on what? In this week, she has probably spoken to 10 other vendors. I mean, she can't remember where she is um, in the conversation. So we are the sales professionals and so we have to be on the ball on these things and take the initiatives to drive these things forward so the next time that you're worried because you don't know what it is that you're going to say when you pick up the phone to talk to the bride or to shuttle that meeting it's a very simple thing um hello am i speaking to kemi this is ayede the photographer that you uh, spoke to at the wedding fair oh okay yeah i remember you okay so the reason why i'm calling is at the wedding fair, we discussed the budget, I sent you over some invoices. I want to be sure that you've had a look at them so that we can discuss them today. And she says, oh yes, I've looked at them. And then next, that was the intent, next is the question. Okay, so from the invoices that you've looked at and from the options, do you have any questions? And um, yeah, she might say, okay, uh, does it cover this? Does it cover that? And from the questions that follows, um, you know, you're going to be able to hash out some misunderstandings that you guys had and you're going to have to be uh, amend some stuff. And, you know, that's going to be the next stage that, OK, so, Kami, it looks like uh, you and Kunle are looking at option one, option two. Uh, you still haven't made up your mind. But looking at all the things that we've discussed so far, uh, this is what I suggest. I am going to change option A this way. And I'm going to change option B this way. So if I do that, um, is it going to be amenable to you guys? Is it going to be okay by you guys? And she said, okay, that's much better. And then that is when you're now going to push um, for the close. So, okay. So now that we've done it this way, um, the next step is I'm going to reduce this proposal to writing and I'll email it to you and Kunle. So if I do that to you today, when do you think you guys will need to be able to come up with a decision? And she'll say, um, well, he's busy, he has traveled. Um, I think we can make a decision by this weekend. And then you say, okay, fantastic. So would it be okay to call you on Sunday 
so that we can finalize. And she'll say, okay, that's good. He's coming back on Saturday. By Sunday, we should have spoken. And so that's it. You have pushed for a close. You have pushed for some sort of a decision. So the next time that you have to call Kemi now, you're not going to be saying, uh, I called to greet you. I called to uh, follow up. Uh, I called to say how far. It will be a much more structured call the next time because you say, hey, Kemi, this is a photographer called you on Wednesday. Remember the conversation with the proposal? She said, oh, yeah, 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 I remember. Okay, so I forwarded it to you and to Kunle. Have you guys had a look at it yet? And then the conversation will continue from there because you have a clear outline, clear structure about what it is that you have to achieve. So sorry, guys, but I've gone twice over the time limit. We're hitting the 24-minute mark. And uh, that is pretty much how you use um, this conversation outline. So you make the appropriate greeting. You go straight into the intention of your call. You make questions to be sure that your, uh, your assumptions are correct and that you understand their needs. After that, you make a proposal or presentation of what you think the next step is. And please, by all means, close. That means ask questions for them to make a decision because that determines the next step. And that is what makes it easy for you to have follow-through or follow-up conversations. So for me, follow-up conversations are not a problem. I'm not scared of them. And that's because I pretty much use this outline. And by using this outline, at the end of the conversation, we pretty much know what the next big step is. And so if I'm calling to follow up, I'm calling to follow up on something that was previously agreed. So it's not a vague follow up. It's not a vague, I'm calling to greet you. Uh, uh, or I'm calling to say, oh, I haven't heard from you. How far? I mean, that is rather vague and puts people on the spot. And like I said, Kemi the bride, she probably hasn't gotten a wedding, um, a, uh, wedding planner yet. She's speaking to two or three other photographers. She probably didn't store the numbers. Maybe she can't really remember you or she can't remember who she spoke with the last time. So I just called to say how far. That's it's a little too much. It's putting her on the spot. So have simple conversation outlines for structured conversations. Let's take the initiative because we are the professionals in this situation. And uh, let's make the whole buying process easy for our clients. Let's make it as easy as possible. So thank you very much, guys, for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. Thank you very much for your time and attention. I'm Abuja-based wedding and event photographer, Tabishima Ayede. I'll catch you guys at the next recording. Hopefully by then, my sniffles should be over. But just in case they aren't, please just uh, bear with me. At least you guys have the comfort of knowing that no matter how much I sniffle, even if I do sneeze into the microphone, I'm not going to be able to give you guys a cold. So have a fun day and I'll catch you guys at the next recording.